0: Good afternoon, everyone, and it's Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Uh, As always, a heartfelt thank you to everybody who follows our program, uh, people who reach out to me uh, via my phone number or text or email. Uh, I I really appreciate it. I try my best to give back to as many people as possible. Uh, Some people have asked to write a book with me. Uh, Others have asked for Supervision, and a common theme is a lot of people uh, kind of need have piqued an interest in maybe pursuing a career in psychology and asked me to do uh, maybe one episode on my discipline of the clinical psychologist and the clinical neuropsychologist and, that, and what that trajectory looks like academically and training-wise, and then maybe uh, another episode in terms of Julie's work as a psychiatric prescriber. Uh, again, we're very blessed to have had wonderful education, uh, educations, uh, great teachers, mentors, uh, supervisors that we've learned from. Uh, I always say I, I am a perpetual student. I am constantly reading and learning, which is crucial to stay up to date in this ever-changing field. Um, so as we approach uh, the week of Christmas, uh, I will make sure to try to get an episode uploaded even though I do this on Sundays and next Sunday is Christmas. Uh, I'll find some way to get something uploaded um, for you guys and again, thank you i'm uh, I'm trying to post more on Instagram uh, <clears throat> and trying to figure out how to get back to people. so bear with me uh, if I have more time and stick to the versions of myself, I probably will get a lot more done but uh, i love what i do i do what i love and, and for the grace of god i never feel that i am working so this is a tough time of year for people uh it's a hard time of year for me because it brings up a lot of the memories of you know my parents and um not having them around uh, you know living in massachusetts now for almost 12 13 14 years um chicago is still my home Um, But I have a great family here, very blessed. Um, I don't know why it takes holidays sometimes for us to have to take stock and be appreciative for the things that we have in our lives. Um, But I am very grateful, I'm sure Julie is as well, for the the large audience that we have and uh, get so humbled by how many people... uh, uh, we get to talk to and lives that they say, they say that we're changing and um, it's just, it's it, 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 it's a true blessing uh, that you guys have welcomed us into your lives and your homes and your mental health. Even though we aren't providing treatment, uh, we're just sources of information and sharing our collective knowledge. Um, you know, we have differences, uh, <clears throat> but I, I, like I've always said, that that's, I think, the whole field developed because there were differences and, 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 and people disagreed with Freud and people disagreed with Adler. And, and, and that, 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 that's healthy. That's a healthy conversation. And, you know, Julie and I disagree pretty vehemently on cognitive therapy versus dialectical behavioral therapy. But, you know, that, that doesn't impact our relationship, our marriage, our, our, our working relationship. And, and um, I know she's done two episodes and is going to do the episode today on the third phase of DBT because uh, a lot of people do practice it, just because I'm not an advocate of it, is I, or I don't agree with the model, does not mean that it, that I am 100% correct, it is just my personal and professional opinion. So hopefully, hopefully you guys will enjoy today's episode, and I will turn it over to Julie, and um, I'm sure I'll say it again, but this is, um, happy holidays. Hi
1: hey guys. <clears throat> happy sunday thank you for your really beautiful comments on um on our instagram i am able to see the likes and the, the comments from all you guys uh very very sweet and thank you for taking the time to make a comment and give us feedback uh again we're always thrilled with the positive feedback and, um, but we're also open to uh, criti- critical feedback if it's something that you feel is important um, or if there's something that we've missed. Uh, see, you know, I mean, there are professionals that listen to our podcast as well, out there, uh, colleagues as well. And um, we are, I'm always asking my colleagues to give me feedback. Like they listen to my podcast and, you know, hey, listen, did I miss something? I, I don't want to. And inevitably, I'm going to miss something, but um, I, I like to always come back full circle. So, and you also have uh, Cor's email and his cell phone to uh, follow up with him if there's any questions and or you know that you have uh, regarding whether it's a career you're following or looking into a trajectory or whether it's you know involving you know a loved one or a family member friend. Um, that is struggling with um, mental health issues, or as well as yourselves. So, um, like I said, I'm going to go over, like, just glean over the DBT skills. Watch the soup, okay? I'm um, sorry, I made the soup before the show, okay? So we I didn't chop today either. Um, but uh, I wanted to kind of follow up. I discussed mindfulness. I discussed uh, distress tolerance, those are two modules. There's two more modules, uh, just again, not the real DBT training. I am not fully trained in DBT. I only used the skill set and was trained using the skill set. But ultimately, um, it is, it's a very dense program, and I was fortunate enough to have worked with um, wonderful people who... Use this in their practice, uh, be it inpatient, partial uh, day programs, outpatient, and really trying to interweave this uh, into any eclectic um, practice uh, for providers. So um, the third module is interpersonal effectiveness, and that is it's um, It it, it I'm just going to kind of give you an overview of what that means um it's really talking about how to attend to relationships um how to balance priorities versus demands uh balancing the want the want tos or the shoulds um ma- building mastery and self-respect um the that is pretty much the goals of interpersonal effectiveness would be objective effectiveness. So this objectives, your objectives. Getting your objectives or goals in a situation. How do you obtain your goals in a situation that can be, I would say, emotionally inflammatory. I heard that, I heard that years and years ago and it always stuck with me. Um, sometimes when people are over, overly emotional about a situation, um, it's sometimes hard to reel that in, especially if that's their habit energy and that's how they've rolled through life. Sometimes what DBT tries to do is try to regulate that emotion. Again, that's emotional regulation. That's the last module. But right now, we're just talking about the in, how to interact with other people and get what you want, but also do it with respect for others and, and including self-respect. Um, It's about kind of using the wise mind versus the irrational mind, Um, the rational mind. Remember, I spoke about the Venn diagram. The goal being in DBT is get to that wise mind set of skill set over time, practice, 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 practice practice, to avoid getting into unnecessarily inflammatory um, interactions and conflicts with people that matter to you. Um, so the first one is, uh, objective effectiveness. And that's what I kind of told about obtaining your legitimate rights, getting someone else to do something that you want them to do. Of course, we know we can't make someone do or feel things that we only have control over ourselves, um, in, in how to, you know, push away or refuse an unwanted or unreasonable request. So it's a lot about self-respect and boundaries, um, how to resolve an interpersonal conflict, uh, getting your opinion or point of view taken seriously, which I think is a big one for a lot of us. Um, and basically the questions like, for example, what specific results or changes do I want from this particular interaction? So it's basically going back or kind of looking at a situation that may be conflictual, taking a step back and reevaluating it, but also keeping in mind a kind of a watchful eye about your own reactions in interpersonal conflict, but also how do I get my needs met and are my needs rational and are my expectations of other people rational or are they irrational? So it's really just kind of this regulation of um, how do I interact with others, which um, and i'll and i 'll keep going, but when you come back to where this how this was founded by Marshall Linehan um, in you know very heavily based in Buddhism, um, but also based on you know the treatment of borderline personality disorder, and that is that is kind of paramount is the interpersonal relationships when you 're working with anyone who has borderline personality or even a personality disorder in general like the, the wilds, right, the, the histrionic, cluster B. cluster B, histrionic, borderline, Narcissi- and narcissistic antisocial. If, and antisocial. But if you're dealing with any any of uh, these really um, intense, um, and I, I don't really want to stick to antisocial really. I kind of want to put that one aside. Um, how to manage yourself. Um, in these situations because the, really what we find and I know I found in my practice is anyone who struggles with borderline personality um, or histrionic personality for that matter and especially narcissistic personality although very rarely do the, these people seek treatment they don't usually think that they need it um, they, The people feel that they've had problems in their relationships over the years they have a difficult time Um, in, in, in close interpersonal relationships, um, they kind of burn through people and it's not their fault. It's just the way, how they've learned to survive in the world. Um, and so first, uh, the first domain of this module is objective effectiveness, and that's getting your objectives or goals in a situation. The next phase of this is relationship effectiveness, keeping, getting, or keeping, a good relationship, um, acting in such a way that the other person keeps liking and respecting you. Okay. That would involve boundaries, right? So what is, what makes sense? What is reasonable? You know, obviously keeping your self-respect in mind, also treating people as you would like to be treated, those basic fundamentals. Um, so balancing immediate goals with the good, for the good of the long-term relationship and sometimes relationships are meant to be long-term relationships and sometimes they're not so it really depends on what kind of a relationship is involved um, so the questions that would come out of that would be how do i want the other person to feel about me after the interaction is over um, what do i have to do to get or to keep up this relationship then again, you're taking into consideration the boundaries. It's like, for example, and they talk about this. So you apologize for, to somebody for doing something that hurts them. And you apologize if it's sincere, genuine, authentic, and you mean it and you're not repeating the behavior over and over again. Cause that's manipulation. Um, if, is the intention, is the intention really that you're apologizing and owning and being accountable for something is great and when you do that that's fine. Like I I don't even know where I heard this but you when you apologize to God, you only have to apologize once. Yet there are people out there who expect you to apologize 19 different times and it's not really doesn't stick. So there are there are boundaries around apologizing or being accountable for behavior. Like don't you know, don't get sucked into that and don't let someone overly hold you accountable. Um with apologies. Apologies, right? Okay. Um, So the next one is uh, self-respect effectiveness. And this is keeping or improving self-respect and the liking for yourself. Now, this is really huge because with people, um, you know, people in general, I mean, it takes a lot of work to come to a point in your life where you love yourself, you know, that that's, that's a journey in and of itself. And I feel like that's a constant journey, at least for me. I, I can only speak for myself, but and you're, like you're like a lot of my clients, really, I mean, the, sometimes we're very hard. Our inner dialogue is very tough on ourselves. Uh, sometimes the negative stuff sticks, like we've talked about before. Why does the negative stuff stick, you know, and not all the positives, right? Um, but it really is about uh, respecting your own values and beliefs and acting in a way that makes you feel moral, acting in a way that makes you feel capable and effective. How do I want to feel about myself after the interaction is over? So how do you want to feel about yourself? If there is a problem, you know, do you want to feel strong in your convictions? If you did something, apologize, but then again, circle back to that self-respect. And how do I have to feel that way? And what do I have to do to feel that way about myself? So how do I bring myself back to like, I'm okay. This is okay. The, the, the thing about these kinds of relationships um, and the dynamics and the emotional reactivity and the inten- high intensity reactivity is that it becomes, it's part of the dance, you know, it's just part of the language. I, want to, I don't want to say love language. It's part of a learned language where people go through life and they've developed these survival skills um, and they do, they just need help with the rest of it. And that's what cognitive behavioral therapy does and that's what DVT does. It, it gives a language. It expands your filing cabinet. So if I'm angry, how many, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. How many different words are there in the English language to describe anger? But if I only know anger, if I only know rage, (coughs) can you bring me my water? Um, Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat, but I don't want to start. It's right there. Um, But if I go to a filing cabinet and I feel angry, I'm pulling open that filing cabinet. What do I got? I go through my filing cabinet, I have rage. I have anger. I have um, agitation. But what I really need is maybe frustrated, peeved, annoyed. What I really need is to dial down, dial that down a little bit. Like, in other words, add more definitive language and articulation to your filing drawers. And I say filing drawers because I heard this once when I was working at McLean and I thought it was brilliant because I was working with adolescents, and the adolescents would, would re there was a lot of reactivity, and intense emotional reactivity, um, but this sort of was something that I was taught during my time while I was working there, and I thought that it was brilliant. Same goes for sadness. If you think sadness, what does sadness mean? There's so many different variations of sad. Um Even many different variations of love, um, happiness, um, probably joy, um, disappointment. Um, I could go on and on. But that's just to kind of give you the gist. Kind of focusing on like what is my language for a situation to really clearly articulate without getting explosive and trying to regulate my emotions by keeping myself respect and keeping in mind, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Um, the next part of this um, is really factors that factors that reduce interpersonal effectiveness, and that would be like what I was talking about. It's not it's learned behavior. It's not it's not anybody's fault, but it's a lack of skill. It's a lack of the skills that are needed in order to get what ch- people. Really want. And um, the worry thoughts, worry, you know, constant worrying about bad consequences, worries about whether you deserve to get what you want, uh, worries about not being effective and calling yourself names, you know, definitely like, I won't do it right. I'm so stupid. I'll probably fall apart. Um, and emotions, your emotions, anger, frustration, fear, guilt get in the way of your ability to act effectively. You have the ability. But your emotions make you unable to do or say what you want. Emotions instead of skill control what you say and do. So this is like the runaway train. Emotions are not always real. They can feel real, but it doesn't always, it's not always accurate. And just the same for our thoughts. Our thoughts are not, I think what my goal is, and when I'm working with people is I want them to, um, My goal is, and also for myself, I want to, um, be able to, oh God, I lost my, lost my thought. Okay. Oh, not take every thought and feeling so seriously. Now, for example, if you wanted to hurt, if someone wanted to hurt somebody else, you take that very seriously. That is, if someone wants to hurt themselves, you take that very seriously, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about beating yourself up. I'm talking about really perseverating and, um, perseverating and ruminating over emotion and, and letting your body and your life and your day follow that emotion literally. So it, and and that does happen. Um, you know, when, when was the last time you heard, oh, I, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I mean, that's classic. Um, indecision you can't decide what to do or what you what you really want you have the ability but your indecision gets in the way of doing or saying what you want you are ambivalent about your priorities you can't figure out how to balance asking for too much versus not asking for anything saying no to everything versus giving in giving into everything so that's kind of like that dichotomy um Uh, The Uh, uh, environment—you might characteristics of an environment make it impossible for even a very skilled person to be effective all the time. Skillful behavior doesn't always work. Um, But other people—you might think other people are too powerful. Other people will be threatened or have some other reason for not liking you. If you—if you get what you want, other people won't give you what you need or let you say no without pushing you, unless you sacrifice your self-esteem at least a little. Um, so that's basically that module, not the whole module, but um, it gets into, uh, like I said earlier, new- they use mnemonic devices in, in, this, uh, in DBT. And we are still talking, I am still talking about uh, the interpersonal effectiveness module um, in guidelines of getting what you want, guidelines for helping you get what you want. So the first is called "Dear Man." I know it's silly, but "Dear Man," the first is the D. 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 is describe the situation and stick to the facts. Try to stay objective and non-judgmental. It's not easy. For example, this is the third time this week you've asked me for money, or you've asked for money. Blah 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 blah. It could. I don't even want to give, give examples. I think everybody can um, understand where I'm coming from. So describe the situation, stick to the facts. How often are situations blown out of proportion? I'm guilty of it. I, it's happened to me before. I know that every, this happens to just about everybody. I mean, we're not Gandhi. So, you know, th- that's, that's sort of where I'm talking about. I think it's a human experience. But you're finding the balance. So that's D. E uh, is express. Express your feelings or opinions about the situation Clearly. Explain how you feel or what you believe about the situation. And don't expect the other person to read your mind or know how you feel. Give a brief rationale for the request or for saying no. For example, I want to help you out and it's hard to say no to you. But when I give you money, I can't afford to get the stuff that I need. That's a basic one. The next one is assert. Assert wishes. What do you want as a possible solution? Just ask for it. If you if you want to say no, say it clearly. Don't expect others to know what you want. If you don't tell them, ask them for what you want. Don't tell them what they should do. Don't beat around the bush. For example, I'd like a raise or I'd really like you to come to dinner with me and my family. It helped me to have you there. Something like that. Um, The fourth one is reinforce whatever the person is doing that you appreciate and i think that we all can relate to this positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement really really works. Instead of nagging, honing in on the negative which I, as human beings we tend to do, is just really switch it up and focus on noticing the positives. Particularly if there's a behavior in somebody else that you want changed, even though you can't change any you can't change anybody else, but if someone's doing something that in their making changes that you want them to make, reinforce that. So that's just positive reinforcement. Mindfully, that's five, stay focused on your objectives. Try to stay focused and not get tangential. That means like not go on, a, like go on off on a whim. This is hard, you know, I can't, I mean, come on. I mean, people have argued, people fight. Um, sometimes people will, you know, bring things up from, forever ago or you know, like or when you're trying to when you know somebody really well you push their buttons and in it and if you feel hurt by that person you're gonna re- if you if you are a retaliative person, you might try to push their buttons back. Try to stay calm, maintain your position and don't be so distracted. Um, six, appear confident. Even if you don't feel confident, try to, try to behave as if you do. Use a confident tone of voice. Don't whisper, whisper, stammer, or stare at the floor. Posture, you know, things like that. And negotiate, be willing to give in order to get. Ask for alternative solutions. For example, we seem stuck in a disagreement. How can we resolve this problem? So guidelines for relationship effectiveness and keeping the relationship. This would be be gentle, be courteous, and temperate in your approach. Act interested. Oh, I want to also say no verbal or physical attacks. No hitting, clenching fists, express anger directly. So no attacks, no verbal or physical attacks. Some people really find this hard to do, and I think it is hard to do at times. No threats, no manipulative statements, no hidden threats, no, blah, 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 blah. Um, Stay in the discussion, even if it gets a little painful and try to exit gracefully. Again, huge, huge accomplishment, huge skill set there. Again, being human being. And this is all just kind of comes down to that what feels comfortable for you, And how do you need to put yourself out of the comfort zone? How do I grow? How do I get better at something? Try not to judge. If you were like no moralizing, if you were a good person, you wouldn't have done that or no, you should, you shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. Um, Act interested, listen and be interested in the other person. Listen to the other person's point of view, opinion, reasons for saying no or reasons for making a request of you. Don't interrupt, talk over, etc. Be sensitive to the person's desire to have the discussion at a later time, even. Um, you know, if it gets too heated, take space, but then make the appointment to kind of say, all right, we're going to regroup. You know, taking space is fine. Um, and maybe it's much needed. It depends on the level of intensity of the situation, but. If it's reasonable and people are just heated, it's good to say, all right, this is getting too crazy. Let's take a step back and but don't avoid. So that would mean and that's what some people do. Some people just dip and they're like, I'm out, which is fine. But if you want, really want to work on the relationship and t- takes two to tango, take a step back, go get busy doing something else and then come back and say, let's reconvene tomorrow at dinner, or let's talk this over at breakfast, or, you know, make a conscious effort as a team to reconnect once the emotions have calmed down and settled a little bit. Validate, validate or acknowledge the other person's feelings, okay, so that's really important, and that's something that they train us in as clinicians and in the field is, like, to validate how someone's feeling, um, you know, when someone tells us something, people want to be heard. And it, that's really the most important part of the whole thing is listening. And that's a skill in and of itself. And, you know, I mean, I still have a lot to learn when it comes to that and the patience and the art of actually listening and hearing and being able to validate someone's experience. And, you know, verbalize and articulate it back to them is a very great skill to have. And it's a great skill to have when you're in a relationship. Use an easy manner, maybe use a little humor, smile, ease the person along, be lighthearted. So, you know, be like, be political. I don't know why to put that in there, but whatever. Um, anyway, um, and the next phase is um, the, guide, the guidelines for self-respect. Um, this is self-respect effectiveness. So we've started with um, the three different kind of mini sections of this, which the first is, where are you? Relationship effectiveness, self-respect effectiveness, which is be fair. Okay, so be fair, be fair to yourself and to the other person. No apologies means no overly apologetic behavior. No apologizing for being alive, for making a request at all. No apologize for having an opinion or for disagreeing. Um, Stick to your own values, like come back to what your values are. Uh, Don't sell out your values or integrity for reasons that aren't very important. Be clear on what you believe is the moral or valued way of thinking and acting. And stick to your guns. Um, Be truthful. Like, don't lie. You don't have to act helpless when you are not um, or exaggerate and don't make up excuses. Again, all of this is just literally a framework. Um, and the last would be emotional regulation. But if I did that, you guys would fall asleep on me because it's a lot a lot of my voice. Um, so... I feel like this is important to share with people um, out there, you guys, because it's very hard to find this stuff. And again, this is a literally a trickled down um, by very intelligent people in the field have whittled this down to layman's terms, and so much so, um, uh, you know, Marshall Inahan, um, her book. Even as a clinician, when I first read it, it was very, very dense and it was difficult for me to really interpret a lot of it. Um, And um, I I wasn't the only one who sought that at the time. Um, However, the way in which people have taken that information and made it, given it a language that is more fundamentally um, universal. So, I hope that that was helpful. Next week, I will do emotional regulation or maybe the week after, um, depending on what the holiday brings. But um, I wish you a beautiful holiday. I know it can be tough. Um, uh, Just try to um, stay grateful. Um, There's always something we can be grateful for. And there's usually once you start a list and just... Be thankful, you know, for what you, what you do have, um, the beauty that you have in your life. Um, at one point, you know, it didn't exist for us and we, you know, we, we wanted things in our life. It's similar to a, I think a post we posted recently by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Um, God bless you. We love you. We deeply thank you. And, um, I look forward to, uh, your comments and definitely give me feedback. I want the feedback. Okay. Um, Take care, guys. Be well.
0: Excellent job, Julie. Um, very different um, than cognitive behavioral therapy, which is not as tedious and and stage like and I've done episodes on, on CBT uh, it's much more get to the point What are your thoughts what are your behaviors and change them and leave emotions completely out of it but I do think because it is um, it is a therapeutic modality that and it's something that Julie has experience in and has used that you know we decided to um, you know give you guys the other perspective um, different than my own so uh, again, uh, holiday season, it's tough. Um, if you're struggling, know that I'm struggling as well, missing my mom and dad. They um, I, I say time heals all wounds, I think, to some extent, but you know, anniversary holidays can be really tough. Um, allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to think. Allow yourself to express yourself. Uh, don't contain it. Because otherwise, you become psychologically constipated and it, it will come out in, 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 in ways that could be destructive to yourself or destructive to others or, or to both. Uh, so, from I will get, I will try and get, um, we haven't missed a week yet for the grace of God. Uh, I don't plan on missing a week with Christmas being on Sunday, so I'll probably try to record it some different day, uh, figure out what to upload it. Uh, But I know that we have so many international followers and so blessed by that. Uh, So, to all of you guys out there, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Um, Thank you for what you have given us in terms of your feedback and your comments, and just the gratitude that we have that we are two people in a huge field. That can be very nebulous and very confusing at times. And um, really blessed for everything that you have given us. Um, and, 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 you know, all the thanks you guys give us for what we do, uh, we give the exact same level and magnitude of gratitude back. So until next time, uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, if you're out there, get in contact with me. Someday you will. Uh, every time I see a New Jersey number on my phone, I answer it, hoping it's him. But um, get hold of me at, psychology unplugged at outlook.com. Uh Follow us on, on Instagram at psychologyunplugged underscore... Say the comment what? thing. What comment thing? What comment? Psychology underscore unplugged underscore on Facebook. Uh, sorry, Instagram. And you can contact me directly, 617-750-9411, East Coast Standard Time in the United States, in Boston, Massachusetts. Be well, everyone. Uh, appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.